When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It was like the first date. I was a kid. I was like in high school. Okay. And this guy confesses to me he has a cold sore on his lip before I kiss him. And I think I just like hooked up with him without kissing him. Okay. That's kind of hot. It was not hot. It was like. I we guess were like not a, when you're teens. We were teens. <laughs> it's like in a car, like on the PCH. Oh, it was so gross. <laughs> That's so funny. I mean, but shout out to him for like being a teenage boy who like forewent. Like, was considerate enough to do that. He wasn't even that considerate. He, like, made sure that we... He wasn't going to tell me, and I noticed. Oh, I then fuck that. That's gross. <laughs> it's disgusting. But, um, yes, that's cold source for you. One time I was on a date with someone, and it was, like a, um, it was, like, a second date, and we got all the way back to his place. We're making out. I was on top of him okay. in his bed, and he goes, I forgot to tell you something. And I go, what? And he goes, I have chlamydia. And I was like... What the fuck? And he goes, he goes only in my butt. <laughs> And I was like, oh, so he's like, so we can do everything else. And I was kind of like, it like really took me out of it. And like, it was one of the, um, I think he would probably agree. It was like one of the worst hookups I've like encountered. Like we, and not in like a, he's a bad person in a way where like, I just like could not get my head in the game after that. Cause I was just so thrown off guard. I was like, why, 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 why did you tell me in this way? Like, welcome to basic training. Welcome to basic training. A podcast for people that need help. And people who have chlamydia <laughs> only in the in butt. butt. If you have chlamydia anywhere else, get the fuck off this podcast. No, just go get some treatment, not training treatment, actual medical treatment, and no, come back. No, fuck off. Fuck off. You're not. You're get not some doxycycline. <laughs> get do- some doxycycline. Um, I hope How that- many STDs have you had? <laughs> um, Mom, stop listening. Um, I've had... Hold on. Let me think. That makes oh, this makes it sound bad. I've definitely had, I've had gonorrhea and chlamydia. <gasps> really? M- more than once, both of them. No way. Yeah. I've never had. Interesting. Any. How often do you get tested? Everyone clap. Wait, is there one I'm forgetting? No, I think that I've just only had those two, but I've had them both at least twice. I'm so paranoid about it. I get tested every time I don't have protected sex. I mean, it's so easy to get tested. Why it's not? It's so easy. Yeah, I just go over there. I also have one medical. I'm very not a sponsorship, but I really like them. Oh, it's, nice. Everything's so easy. I'm so. very fortunate. Or I guess, I don't know. I think this is very fortunate, but some people are like, oh, that sucks. There's a, a lot of guys when they get chlamydia or gonorrhea, they don't show symptoms. Yeah. And so then they have it forever. I get symptoms. Really? Oh, yeah. Like what? I mean, peeing, like, I, like, <laughs> like imagine a man standing over the toilet peeing while fully screaming. Like, ah! Because, like, that's how bad it hurts oh, to Oh, yeah. I mean, well, the first time I ever got a UTI, I lost my virginity and got a UTI from that, which is the I worst know. thing that could I ever happen to someone. I have a couple who have told me, like, I know a girl, like, one of my friends, she's like, if I, she's like, if I don't pee, she's like, I'm not exaggerating, within 15 se- seconds of being done having sex, I will, will get a UTI. I'm not so strict about it, and I don't really get them anymore, but at that time, I think it was just because, like, he broke the seal. Totally. Well, something. I think it's, I, 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 as I want to do, one day I fell down, like, a rabbit hole of Wikipedia reading about, like, 
UTIs and like why women right. get them. And like I think some women, it's just like it, depending on like the angle and placement of the yeah. urethra. Some women just like if they're having sex, they're getting a UTI, get and other girlies are like, I don't know, I fucked in a ditch and I was fine. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's kind of wild, but I, I yeah, I, I'm not that susceptible. But I used to get bladder infections all the time as a kid when I was little. Oh, interesting. And I would, I have the most vivid memories of me being like really, really young, sitting on the toilet with both my parents, like on the bathroom floor, like coaching me through. I'm like oh, sobbing. They're God. like, Talia, like it's okay, it's okay, you're not gonna die. And I'm like screaming that on the sucks. toilet. And you know what I named them? I was so creative. I called them spicy sissies. I said, I'm having <laughs> spicy sissy. Cause I used to call sissy, like pee was sissy and I it was spicy. It, it That's felt spicy. So funny. You and got, now after I lost my virginity, my mom's like, you got a spicy, spicy sissy. sissy. That's so funny. <laughs> That's I used to, so funny. I had all kinds of creative little names for stuff. Isn't it cute what toddlers come up with? It's very cute. The way that their brains work. I used to call a napkin an eating blanket. Isn't that funny? That's very cute. I think that's adorable. I don't think I had anything like that. I My thing I got a lot as a kid was croup. I was a croup kid. Do you know what that is? No. It's this weird cough that sounds like a, it, like it, only babies get it, I think, and like small kids. But it's Ew. this. Have you ever seen a toddler cough? No, but you would, if you think a regular cough is bad, croup cough is called barking and it sounds like a dog bark, but, and it is like so painful. Why can, were you so susceptible to it? I don't fully understand why some kids get it and some don't, but it was the first time I got it, the cough, like the sound of the cough, my parents were like, we're going to the ER immediately. <laughs> and so we went to the ER and then after that, it was like, I would just get it. And like the only real treatment is I, they would, I would go, they would take me in the bathroom and they'd fill the bathroom with steam and they'd like, I'd have to breathe in a lot of steam and then go outside and go into the cold air. And it was like going back and forth from hot and cold. Mm -hmm. um, like you're at like the fucking Russian Turkish baths, but it's yeah. just me at five, like, uh, like just like these <laughs> horrible coughs. It sucked. I always get, I'm really, my doctor tested me for this disease that I'm really susceptible to. It's called groats. Have you heard of it? Wait, sorry. It's a, dis it's like an infection. Yeah. Called groats. <laughs> no. You never heard of it? No. It could kill you. And I'm like particularly like my my DNA, my genetics, I'm susceptible and to. And have you had it before? No, I've never okay. had it. Not that I know of, at least I was how do they know you're How do they know that you're susceptible to it? They did one of those allergy tests on my back. And they found and they were that like, like they all my allergies lead up to I am susceptible to, to growths. growths. Well, okay, well, I'm 100% going to read about that later. You definitely should. That's Google so it. interesting. Um, and sounds uh, gross. <laughs> Wait, that reminded me of. You should look it up. Someone used the term "woat" to me recently, which yeah. was worst of all time. Had you heard this before? Yeah, like, of course. Oh, that was new to me. Yeah, goat woat. I thought it was a typo, and I thought so. I was like, "What is it?" I thought he was trying to just type "worst," and I was like, "How did he misspell worst so badly?" And then I was like, "Oh no, he's saying worst of all time." Yeah, you're the worst of all time. That's yeah, what he's yeah. saying. One no message I got today. What? Someone told me that I look like the Mucinex monster, <laughs> which is like I've gotten Wait, a lot can I of. Show you a picture. <laughs> Go ahead. No, say what you're saying. I don't know if I should mention it. I don't want to reveal any more that I'm a Jew. Oh, sure. I've gotten a lot of uh, anti-Semitic anti hate. Um, hate, and that was my favorite one of the day. This I've never been clocked more by an internet joke in my life than this. Oh, BTW, you look like this. Like, <laughs> I've never seen a photo that more accurately des describes body dysmorphia than that photo. That's this is so not good funny. for a podcast medium, but it is like really. <laughs> we'll 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 stitch it into the, the visual. Someone did something really violent to me this week where they sent me. Um, remember when I went to the gay wedding and I was really like, 
Yeah. I was emotional. like very emotional. And also, I don't know if I said this when I talked about it, but my roommates and I looked fucking good at that wedding. Like we, all three of us wore like really hot outfits yeah, and we amazing. looked amazing. Yeah. Thank you. Someone sent me a photo. They're like, Hey, did I ever send this picture of you from the wedding? And it's a photo in which I look absolutely disgusting. And I was like, it like one bad photo erased every, every other good, good photo. memory, every good memory, every joy. Why I hope they get they divorced now. Cause I think they thought I looked good in it. <laughs> okay. So update on the whole wedding situation. Now Fuck I actually them. hope they, I hope that they overturn gay marriage because Same. of how I looked at this wedding. Yeah. <laughs> um, I look so bad in this photo and I was like, why would you send this to me? Why would you think I look good in this? <laughs> Someone called the Supreme Court. I just it's look over. like, it's like it, the photo is crazy because my body looks fully rectangular. Like the, like from my ankle to my shoulder is like a straight brick line. There's no movement. Like it's, it is a really bad photo of me. I'm so sorry. It's tough. My chin doesn't, it looks like I don't have a chin. I was really upset. On the contrary, uh -huh. one of my favorite selfies I've ever taken of myself. I looked so cute. My cheekbones are so good. Like I'm obsessed with it. Was in the parking lot sitting on like a ledge outside of Planned Parenthood after my abortion. And it was the first time. <laughs> the one you went to after the Jonas Brothers premiere? Exactly. Okay, no, no, amazing. another one. Okay, <laughs> no, I've only had one. And I, <laughs> I did the way I didn't even clock it. I was like, yeah, I get two abortions. It's the only it's STD not. I've ever had. I, <laughs> I, um, no, I, I remember I was like sucking on my jewel. <laughs> I, I am the living, breathing definition of that. This meme is the photo. That, oh, you don't look bad. I hate that photo. Of okay, me. fine. Um, the glasses look hot. Um, I, oh, by the way, if anyone's wondering, speaking of hot guys, no contact from Jeff. Joff, Jeff, we don't Wait, know. Wait, really? If he's alive, he has never texted me, and I think that I made him up. That seems to be what happened, which is really sad. But I got another uh, couple numbers this weekend. I went out, and I met a couple mafiosos, or so they claim. <laughs> and I don't think a real mafioso would come out. I know forth, right, they weren't in the mafia, but they had they had like definitely ties. Like they were definitely sure, sure, like sure. within got, like, the community. They've got yeah, an uncle. Yeah. Um, so I had a lot of fun. I got handcuffed at the bar in like a oh, platonic funny way by like a sixty year old guy. It was just one of those nights. I love that for you. I also another. We need wreck, to have our night out soon. We do. Another wreck. Oh, here's what we're gonna do for our night out. Central Park Zoo. You gotta go. Wait, because the only wait, but have you been to the Bronx one? No. Because the Bronx one's bigger and better, but I've always wanted to do Central Park. The Central Park Zoo blew my fucking mind. Wait. I took my niece, my aunt and uncle were there, and they were taking pictures of me, not the animals, because my reactions were so insane. Like I was the show. I could not believe what I was seeing. I was expecting like a couple fish and a couple snakes. That's what I thought the zoo in the middle of Manhattan would be. Of course. I, was not I mean, same. I've, I think that's part of why I've never gone. A full grizzly bear is in the central. The size of this couch is living in Central Park. It's probably bigger than this couch. Much bigger than the couch. A grizzly bear. I had no idea. I I'm genuinely screamed. very shocked. Oh my God, I could not believe it. I was like shocked. There's flamingos, they got parrots, they got grizzly bears, they got penguins. They got penguins <laughs> in Central Park. It's insane. You walk into a room, there's penguins, and you walk out, and there's like the skyline, and Wait, there's and there's the Empire State Building. I need to go. It's insane. It's insane. It's like fifteen dollars. Wait, is it that cheap? Yes. Oh, we need to go immediately. I need to go immediately. I cannot. Maybe I'll go believe. after this because I said I have to. No, I have to. I do have errands. I have to. Do. It's a perfect thing to do if you have a spare two hours. Yeah. It is. It's. A grizzly bear. Wait, but okay, but seeing the way you're activated by this, we should definitely, you and I should do a trip to the Bronx Zoo because okay. the Bronx Zoo, I mean, it doesn't have that wonder of you walk out and you're in um, 
like you're in Manhattan. Right. Like it does feel like a little bit more like the suburbs. But the Bronx Zoo is, I mean, they have like gorillas, they have bears, oh. they have giraffes, they have it, elephants. I like, saw the um, tamarind monkeys. Okay, amazing. And they were, the way they have these little hands. <laughs> My favorite Instagram account, by the way, because I love little animal hands, is the cutest underscore raccoons. That I was, was gonna say favorite. raccoon hands. I was literally about to say raccoon hands. They are my, are my, my third favorite animal. So wait, what are your top two? What are your top two? Horses, cats, raccoon. Wow, no. What are yours? Number one animal, absolutely no question, wombat. What? Oh, I'm it's one of those pick me favorite animals. It's like, oh, I know about animals. Wait, I'm what? different. It's gonna no, be a it's not that at all. Also, the New York, sorry, New York blood setters, stop calling me. I'm gay. I can't donate blood. <laughs> Jesus fucking Christ. <laughs> they don't know that you're gay? I went, I used to lie and say I wasn't gay and donate blood back when there were shortages because I have like typo blood. That's so lovely. But now I'm on prep and they won't take your blood if you're on prep. Oh, and you can't lie about being on medications if you're giving blood. Right. Um, so fuck you, stop calling me. Anyway. Um, oh, no, I like them because I like I like like short squat things. Like I love like bulldogs. Like I like like little meaty things. And I wombats, feel that way about men. wombats are like these little muscle nuggets. They have hard, but this is true. Wombats, they dig holes and they like head first and they burrow in them. And then they have these big, huge, hard asses. And if a predator like sticks its head in the hole to try to get them, they booty bump their ass up really hard with like incredible force and they crush the skull of their predator with their ass. And they also <laughs> they also poop in perfect cubes. Their, their poop is cube shaped and they use that to communicate with other wombats. Like they leave cube poops and it like communicates to other wombats like things. I don't really know what it communicates, but they recently figured out. It was a mystery for a long time. Why do wombats poop in cubes? But they're just like so. So why do they poop in cubes? It like is a way. I think the shape of the cube communicates to other wombats something. It's like, and they like leave what? them. But it's like they're just like so cute and like squat and they have these claws that like are really cute. So wombats I love. Capybaras, I love. Oh, you love like this type of animal, like a with a little guinea pig face. Yes, exactly. Oh, not my thing. Okay, and then those are my top two for sure. I love all animals, but those are just are so not my favorite. I prefer large, big animals, like a horse, big, strong. I like a horse. Beautiful horses. I, I used. To, I grew up with a horse. You had a horse. I did. Everybody, alert the media. <laughs> I know my dad. My mom is obsessed with horses too. Grew up riding a horse, like she worked at a like a camp, I believe. She was, um, <laughs> we're, we're not, okay, I, I'm making it sound like we're um, the royal family. No, it was, she was obsessed with horses and my dad for their anniversary got her like a timeshare of a horse. So there was this ranch in Hollywood, in the Hollywood Hills, where you can actually go, it's called Sunset Ranch, you go and you ride horses um, and for fun. But people can own horses and you can actually like split one and pay for a, percentage of the, the horse, horse and have like a day a week where it's your job to go and feed the horse and take the horse out whatever it's like having can part i of be a that for like men can like can i be a timeshare <laughs> of like men who are my partner and just i would like, love to do that like as a relationship like that's what i'm sort of saying like yeah. i want like five men who all like take me out to different dinners and different dates well and that's pay. why i want to marry a fireman I love the idea that the fireman would be at the firehouse three days a week or whatever <laughs> and get out all of his like manly, like he has to do all the gross, like whatever, like he has to get out his testosterone and then he could come back to me and he'll miss me and we'll have movie? a romantic couple of days and then he'll go back. Do you ever see the movie Ladder 49? Do you know about this movie? No. It's this, it's this movie 
from when I was, I was probably like 13. I've seen a lot of 9-11 documentaries. It's not 9-11, but it was definitely made in the wake of 9-11 of like, we love firefighters. Right. And it's John Travolta and Joaquin Phoenix. And Mm. the whole movie is like, it starts with this like huge horrific fire and Joaquin Phoenix like is a firefighter and he like falls into like the shaft of the building and it's trapped. And so he's trapped. And so they're trying to get him out the whole movie. They're trying to get Joaquin Phoenix out. And then like over the course of the movie, it's, it is flashing back to like, him it's becoming like, a firefighter, him meeting his wife, him oh, like... Oh, it sounds like 127 hours, kind of. Sort of, yeah, yeah, yeah. But this movie, like, it's one of those movies that's designed to make people cry. And, like, I was in middle school when it came out, I think. And the middle school girls watching this movie, I was like, we need to get a medic in here. Like, they right. are, like, like crying to the point of, like, <gasps> like, you can hear it in the theater. <laughs> like, like, just losing their fucking minds. Meanwhile, I'd be in the back, like, with my hand down my pants. Did you ever hook up in movie theaters, like, in middle school, high school? <laughs> I'll tell you something. I... That's <laughs> where the first UTI happened? No, I was what? such a fucking... What is a, a, a sassy sissy? Wait, a, a, no, a spicy sissy. A spicy did sissy. I finish the horror story? I'm really sorry. No, I don't think no. you did. I don't even remember what the punchline was. Anyways, no, the, like once a week, I would do my mom for 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 a couple <laughs> Us years. Like this, yes. talking about <laughs> my mom. Once a week. About <laughs> your hard, your the, the really it hard story really about when your mom partially story. owned a horse. <laughs> every day after, no, every, once a week after school, I have to go schlep up the fucking mountain and go and take the horse out and sit there for an hour. It was like another, it was kind of like another burden, honestly. It was just like another fucking thing that she had to do. (laughs) But we did love, like I I learned how to ride the horse. What was the horse's name? Buffy. I learned how to ride horses, I mean vaguely, when I I did alternative spring break freshman year of college at a therapeutic horse farm. That's my dream. It was actually really, really cool. I really want to start volunteering with the Central Park horses, and I don't believe that that should be legal. First of all, let's just throw that out there. Oh, I, yeah, I do not so believe bad. that they should still have the horse and carriage rides. But if it would be, if I would like to find some opportunity, as so long as they exist, for me to go and volunteer and like wash them or something or pet them, <laughs> be like a comfort human for them, like the way that dogs are in hospitals. Okay. Anyways, um, <laughs> I when I saw The Incredibles two. Okay, so here's what would happen. When I went to Jewish summer camp, we would get a day Wait, that off. that movie came out like two years ago. No, The Incredibles 2 came out like five years ago. Did it really? It was like 2018, I think. Oh, shit. When I worked at Jewish summer camp, I was um, hooking up with this guy at the camp and we had a day off. So we went to go see a movie at the mall. And I think it was during The Incredibles 2. I specifically picked it because I'd already seen Incredibles 2. So he didn't. So he could watch the movie and I could blow him. (laughs) (laughs) The Incredibles 2. Um, There's something so funny about watching, trying to suck dick in a movie theater and maneuvering that while watching Elastigirl on screen because you're sort of like being Elastigirl. I'm sure he was like perfectly turned on by watching Elastigirl and kept his heart on for a while just from that. No, there was nobody else in theater. That was the reason why we did it. I do remember that. I just, so nobody can call me a pedophile. Uh, Lauren Boebert, yeah. Uh, yeah, you know what? I am Lauren. You know what? Lauren Boebert. No, no, no. <laughs> Honestly, it's like, I'm fucked up. Like, I thought it was so fucking funny. I don't think, I think everyone thought it was funny. I mean, the hypocrisy of it is kind of upsetting, it's, but like. The, the hypocrisy is what's upsetting about it, but if she were like a better person and she weren't such a hypocrite and she just happened to do that, I don't think it would be that bad. Well, there were a lot of children sitting in that theater, so I do okay, think that's kind of okay. fucked up. The, the it was at, you know what was show bad. it was at, right? It was a Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice the musical. <laughs> <laughs> that is so, so funny. funny. 
No, I really don't think the, the sexual stuff. Yeah, obviously. Like we were in a theater. It was a children's movie. Granted, not a single soul was in the theater. That's totally fine. But then after we walked out of the theater, I, also I myself was, I think, a child. I think I was eight, just turned 18. So we walked out of the theater um, and uh, one of the attendants was like, you know, we have cameras in there, right? And she was like, our age. She was like, yeah, I was watching you guys. And we just all laughed about it. So it's fine. Yeah. Um, Lauren Boebert, can we discuss it? The hooking up in the theater? Like the hooking up is bad. You shouldn't do that when there's people around, period. If you walk, if you're going to like even kiss in a theater, you need to put your head on a swivel and see if there's other people in the 100%. theater. Yet. But the vaping, why is it that big of a deal? I don't think the vaping would have been remotely a big enough deal. And like, I think if it's like, I, the only reason I would think it would be a big deal, if it's like a little jewel or like a little whatever, right. the, uh, like an elf bar, if it's one of those like turbo vapes where it literally, when you exhale, it's like truck exhaust, like right. that would be crazy. That's bad. It would look really crazy. <laughs> First of all, Lauren, learn how to ghost your vapor, okay? You shouldn't be blowing like puffs in the theater. Yeah, it's, if that's, you're well, that's it, what I'm saying. You cover and you the cover, light. I was going to say, you have you to cover the light. Shirt and you and you ghost the, the smoke. Yeah, I don't really think it's, I don't think it's, I don't think the vaping would have been nearly as big of a deal. I think it was the public lewd sex acts. Yeah. And someone who was like making, trying to make drag illegal. I think that was the bigger issue. Yeah, no, it's because of who it is. It was really yeah. bad. Um, yeah, I actually really don't give a shit about vaping in a theater. That d wouldn't upset me. Like, why is it that big of a deal? I don't, I'd I much really rather you vape it. in a theater than your fucking cell phone go off. It's insane how, like, yeah, it is insane how few people incapable. just don't turn off their cell phone. I feel like I've, ne I was, I don't think I've, uh, it, didn't, it actually didn't happen when I saw a Broadway show two weeks ago, but like I would say almost every time I've seen a Broadway show, someone's phone goes off. Yeah. You like can't get through one without it. It's kind of wild. Yeah. People are crazy and addicted to I know. their phones. I need to get off my phone. I'm actually trying to, I'm like thinking about doing some sort of phone thing. It's getting bad. My screen report is upsetting. My screen time report is upsetting. My screen report for, my screen report for the past couple of weeks has been really, really terrifying. It'll but be, I'm not, I have not been on TikTok or check DMs in many, many days. That's healthy. A lot better for my health. Yeah, so if I, I missed your DMs, I'm really sorry. I did get a couple texts like from people who, friends of mine who were like, I DM'd you, you didn't respond to it. Oh, sure. It's stuck between like die kike and die kike. I can't see it. So I will get to it eventually. <laughs> Can we cut this? <laughs> oh, God. Um, <laughs> oh, God. I'm so sorry you're receiving okay. death threats. It's okay. It's okay. It happens. <laughs> it happens. I actually got one yesterday. I got a death threat that was like, you miss dick, like pig, whatever, something about me and men. And I was like relieved, like, oh, I miss getting death threats for being a woman. Oh my God. I haven't had them in three weeks. It's only been because I'm a Jew. <sighs> I'm very, I'm very sorry. People are threatening you to kill It's okay. You. It happens to Muslims too. It's a bad time for, for both communities right now. Yeah, it is truly so crazy. I. Okay. Should we go to calls? <laughs> Quote it. <laughs> it is truly so crazy. I don't know what to say. Uh, you should. I trust me. I don't know what to say either. I am having a very hard time finding the words. So don't worry. Um, okay. Calls. Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive health supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at Ollie.com. That's O L L Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 
Six one since that matters. And what do I even say other than hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all new Bumble with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Hey guys, I love the podcast. Um, I just started grad school and moved to a new city. Um, and I really like it here, and I've made some friends at school that I really like. There's a what ghost is this in your house. ghoul in the background? I mean, <laughs> <laughs> wait, cool. it's so scary. <laughs> that sound is truly scary. It's really, really frightening. Okay, go ahead. I didn't hear a, I have to rewind it because I like, okay. after the first one, I didn't hear a word it's she said. It's spooky season. <laughs> I live in Detroit. I'm what in grad school. <laughs> I feel like we, we get a call that's like someone just. <laughs> Like being like, hey, I'm not sure if my boyfriend's cheating, but there's one getting murdered in the background. <laughs> <laughs> we should have done that for Halloween. We should have faked it. Help! Help! <laughs> Anyways, I don't know. I just feel like I don't know how to tell my roommate that she's really fucking annoying. <laughs> one t- that was like one time I was on a cruise with my friend Michelle, and she was telling this story that was like, she would also agree. Like it was like a truly nonsense story. And behind her, I just start to start seeing what we didn't know was an unannounced, what we found out later was an unannounced SpaceX launch. So she's just telling the story and really on a tear. And I'm watching a rocket take off behind her into space. And I'm like, what the fuck is that? And she's just talking, talking, talking. Me and my friend David are like staring at this rocket. And then finally she's like, what are you two looking at? And we were like, a rocket just shot off. And she was like, what the fuck? Like you didn't tell me. She just let we just let her tell the story for like three minutes while we watch, and then so she turns around and there's just a smoke trail. Rockets gone. She was like, "That was a once in a lifetime opportunity that you just took away from me by not saying." Anything. You know what? I never really understood when people like crowd around to go see a rocket launch or something. I wouldn't have like gone there to do it, but it was cool to like just to happen see it to there. See. Yeah. I just okay. Wait. Really so let's care. play this call. We're, we're, this haunted call. Okay. Hey guys, I love the podcast. Um, I. I just started grad school. I moved to a new city in Detroit, Michigan. Um, and I really like it here. And I've made some friends at school that I really like. Um, but I didn't notice until now the like extent that I cannot shut the fuck up. And like every time I leave a situation, I just think about you really should have shut the fuck up for 90% of the time you are speaking. And I don't think I say anything bad, but like, I just, like, sometimes I just need to, like, stop talking. And I wish that I knew how to either know if I'm being annoying or know how to stop feeling like every time I hang out with new people, I'm, like, they think I'm on the bottom of their shoe. Because I know they don't, but I can't stop thinking about it. So, basically, if you have any advice um, for how to, like, stop talking, uh, let me know. Thanks. Bye. Um, first of all, we need to, you need to get a ghostbuster in there. Yeah. You need to That'll like, help exercise solve most space. of your problems, but you need to exercise a different type of demon. The demon. <laughs> I'm sure. The I, demon. I don't think this is, is, I think she's probably fine. I think the demon is anxiety. I, I was going to say. You are having yeah. serious, like, I don't think it's that you talk too much. I think it's that you're encountering anxiety and it's not like you're walking away if you realize in the moment you feel like you're not giving people space to talk which is something i do 
in the moment or when I'm listening to the podcast, whatever. What was I going to say? You talk. I, well, I think that <laughs> no, like. See, see how I stop myself. <laughs> I was just going to say you're in a new situation that's like always a little vulnerable. You're like making all new friends because you don't know anyone. <laughs> I'm like, okay, Incredibles 2. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm afraid I'm going to get like retroactively punished for that. Like someone's going to cancel no, me fine. or I'm going to go to jail or. Uh, anyway, what was I saying? Oh. I think that like you're in a new situation, you're meeting, meeting meeting all new people. I don't think you're probably always like this. That's probably why it's starting to stand out to you just now. And I think the only thing is like, if you're nervous about it, I think call it out to your friends. Be like, sorry, I I I, I keep on not shutting the fuck up. Like, and they're gonna really, be like, what are you talking about? Or they're gonna. It's only in your head. Or I think even if even in the worst case scenario, you are someone who needs to shut the fuck up. You calling it out will alert to everyone like, oh, she's aware of it. She's and then that's, on it and it's fine. I don't think it's that but big of a people, deal. People who really need to shut the fuck up. Have no idea. Have no that's idea. That's the thing. That's the thing. That's the thing. That's why I'm not remotely concerned for you because the people who need to shut the fuck up have no idea. It's one of those You can things- be looking at them with a face that is begging them. <laughs> To make any sound but words, just begging, and they will just keep fucking talking. Keep going. It's unbelievable. You, if you walk away from conversations like, oh, I didn't ask enough questions, I talked about myself too much, if you even have that creeping thought in your head, you're better than 50% of people in the world. Like, (laughs) most people who actually, it never occurs to them to make the conversation a two-way street, it never occurs to them to open it up. 100%. They, it literally never occurs to them. Like, they never have that thought. You have the thought. Even if it is sort of a problem, like you're not, it's not. I'm like truly not worried about you. I'm not worried about you. I'm worried about the ghost. I'm worried about the ghost. Five milligrams of Lexapro, you'll be fine. (laughs) I'm serious. Like go speak to a therapist, get some like, you know, it's cognitive behavioral. You're telling yourself that you are, you are not, you are embarrassing that people are thinking about you. So you're starting to believe it. You need to rewire the thoughts in your head. That's not as easy as I make it sound, but you're gonna have to work on that. Maybe it means a little bit of a chemical imbalance. Get more sleep, drink more water. Like it's it anxiety. also is probably you're like you just started. You what did she? I sorry, the ghost kind of distracted me. So it's like I think she said she moved to Michigan for grad school. She's in a new environment. Yeah, yeah. She it's has, October. And she's making new friends. It's October. You're barely. You're almost done with first semester. By the end of next semester, you're going to be completely like ingra- ingrained and have friends. And like this is not gonna be an issue. It's I think you're not. fine. I think I you're really, fine. As a girl who has the exact same worry as you and actually has a problem with it. I think you're fine. I don't, I, I have friends who I want to shut the fuck up. I've never been like, Talia's not letting me talk. Genuinely. Oh, thank you. Yeah. I feel that way though. But see, so you have to be self-aware and you work on it, but you are self-aware. So. And sometimes it's okay. Like I've, at dinner last night with my friend, I was really pissed off about something really stupid. And I was like, I need to vent for 15 minutes. Like I'm going to talk to right, you about right. this thing. And then I was fine. That's fine. There you go. Yeah. Oh my God. I had this specifically yesterday had the thing where I was, and I think it was cause like, the world feels like there's a lot going on right now. So I think it was just charged emotionally, but I was, and I, I can't like get into it cause I don't want, but like I was viciously angry, like seething mad, the most angry I've been at a person in weeks over something so stupid. And it was making me so angry that, do you know what, have you ever had this where you're so mad about something and you know how stupid it is and that's making you more mad yeah. that you know your anger is not in line with what the thing is, but yeah. you can't control it. Yeah. I was rancid for most of the day and people were like, are you okay? And then I finally just had to like vent it and they were like, that is stupid. Yeah. And I was like, okay, thank you. There you go. Good story for me. Okay. Oh God, this call is going to, okay. Hi guys. Love the podcast. Um, you are probably the most 
funniest people I've ever listened to. Oh, my God. Um, my question is, so I re- recently graduated college in May. I'm 22. Congratulations. Moved to a new city. I'm absolutely loving my life. Gorge. However, I sometimes feel guilty about not being as close to my parents <clears throat> and family as other family members have been after college. Um, my parents have never given me a reason to feel guilty. They're very supportive. Um, they're very happy that I'm out here living my best life. However, I do get caught up in being sad that as I get older, my parents are getting older too. And I just kind of want to know how you guys dealt with post-grad uh, living in a new city while also making sure you hold on to that little bit of childhood and get over the guilt of not being able to spend a lot of time with your parents anymore. All right. Uh, thank you so much. And I love you guys. So bye. I feel this is more a you question than a me question. Really? Absolutely. You're really close with your family. Mm, it's complicated. It's complicated um, for me Well, too. when I'm not that far from them, like yeah. I'm, uh, I'm like a, I'm less than five hour drive from both, like all my family. Yeah. But also like, when I went to college in Vermont, I didn't feel like it was far enough. And that's why I studied, like when I studied abroad, that was partially me, like for like a full year, it was me like running away. Yeah. And like, I never called home. Like my sister, like my sister and I got in a big thing in college where she was like, you never call. And I was like, yeah, I wanted to run away from like where I grew up, my family, like everything. Not like in any sort of bad way, but like I never wanted to live in Vermont. That was not who I knew I wasn't like, like I, I was very, I'm very different than my family. Like I was chasing this other life and I just like was like, I needed to like run the fuck away. I never called, I never wanted to come home. And now it's different as I get older. But so I wasn't in that headspace when I was 22. I was very much in the headspace of wanting to individualize. There were more complicating factors. I didn't talk to my mom for about six months when I first moved to New York, like period. I didn't know that. Yeah, so it- Because of the move? No, we we were just having issues. And I think it was very much like, it's that period once you graduate you're during those years you're going through i spoke to a therapist about it she described it as i believe the word is individualization i don't know if that's it had the word individual in it i don't know i think that is the word i think i've heard that term it's when you feel a desire to separate yourself from your parents and sometimes you take it a little bit far and it it brings other issues to the surface and also your parents are really trying hard to latch on to you and it just it stirs up all kinds of things like it's it's the separation between your you think that college is where your childhood like like high school and college is the big separation moment college for most people not really like you're still i was for example still on my parents dime completely like they were still supporting me they really did still feel like my parents and even though i wasn't living yeah. in their house i still was for half the year or for for the summer for a quarter yeah and i just wasn't like you know when i decided to move away i totally understand the feelings of guilt but also they're supportive which somehow makes you feel more guilty it's like they want you to go live your life so it's like it would almost be easier if they wanted you to stay and you could like kind of run away and feel justified in that. But instead you're doing something that they're totally supportive of. I do wonder if it's also even more heightened. I wonder if this caller is also an only child because like, I do think when you have, I think also like, because I was like a child of divorce and there were so many siblings and so many, and there was like multiple different parents and like, like that forced you to be an individual earlier because you were existing in different contexts and you had to really like, um, almost like code switch between houses and like map different identities in the different houses, like for your different roles. Whereas like, I, I've, I feel like it would be very intense to like live in the same house with the same parents 
and then go to college and then go and then move out. Like I think that that sounds like a much more intense experience than what my childhood was yeah. in terms of that. I it's I mean it definitely was a certain type of experience because I they were empty nesters completely and I was the first try and the last try. Like there was no were other you, kid to like make them make them feel less alone at home. Like there's just nobody else for them yeah. to focus on right now. Like they totally. literally have to, they have to start their own lives now. Like restart like new, they're not so focused on me anymore. I'm watching them kind of like scramble to fill their days. They have jobs and hobbies and friends, but like they aren't, yeah. I am not their number one um, thing taking up most of their life now. Like they, they need to like find other stuff to totally focus on because, and also, Oh, there's okay. So when you get out of college, let's just get to the advice. There's a lot. You're going to meet a lot of different people who make you feel more or less guilty about your relationship that you have with your parents, which is going to be you learning that everyone's relationship is different and Super that doesn't make yeah. yours bad. I talk to my parents at most once a week for one long phone call with my mom. And then the next week, maybe one long phone call with my dad. I'm less frequent about it with my dad. It's just like, I'm, we don't have a set schedule, Same. Yeah. but I know people, I know most people I know talk to their parents every single day. They just have a quick call. My parents and I prefer one long call. Do you text with them? Cause I'm, I'm texting with my mom a lot more than I'm calling her on the phone. And then I'm probably calling my dad once or twice a month. I send them photos. I call oh, my dad, I'm about the same with my dad. Yeah. I. It's just, but you're, so you're gonna meet a lot of people who make you feel like your relationship, the way that you're doing it is bad. Forget that. They all, everybody has their things. That's another thing that you will learn in time. Everyone has their, all the people that I grew up thinking, oh my God, I wish I had their relationship with their parents. Like they seem so close, but their parents don't seem to nag. It's like totally different, right? Yeah. You learn, it's like, no, it's not. Like the, everybody has their problems. If you saw everybody else's pile or problems thrown in the pile, you'd pull yours back out. You don't want anybody totally. else's family. You want yours, probably. I can't, that doesn't cover everybody obviously, but it's usually the case. So you need to stop comparing yourself to other people's family relationships because they will never have your family relationship and you will never have theirs and it, that doesn't make anything wrong. Yeah. Secondly, set aside time. Just make sure that you have a specific amount of time, whether that means setting aside dates that you're going to come home definitely every single year and pre-booking those tickets or yeah. setting aside a certain time every week that you call. But personally for me, like I don't, some people's, time with their parents means like they feel closest to them when they have a little call every day just to check in and say, hey, what'd you do today? Okay, great. I don't like to talk every day because it's like the conversation to me becomes, what'd you have for lunch? Like I don't give a fuck. Yeah. I would rather have one deep two hour conversation every Sunday night totally. and that's what I do. I think so, I will say you saying everything you just said did make me kind of realize I do relate to the call a little bit more than I originally thought because I do think, and like my mom and I have talked about this. Like my mom is someone who like really identify like I think my mother would identify her career in life as mother like she doesn't more so than like her actual career path like right. being a mother is like one of her most salient identities and me and my sister are like her world you know mm -hmm. and you know where we grew up there's no there's very little economic opportunity especially like for my field like there's none and like for my sisters like there's just very little ec economic opportunity where we're from so it was never a question when we both graduated that we were leaving like right. it was never like and i think also because we it's not where we we're originally from we moved there as children so we were always aware that there was like a world outside of rutland like it was like we both like absolutely the second we graduated high school left and then the second we graduated college moved somewhere else and 
I, my, I've had this exact conversation with my mom where it's like she would never want us to live in Rutland. Like mm -hmm. it's not a place where we could like thrive or prosper, but like she wishes we, she would love to live like us all to live in the same place and be able to see each other. Like, and that's just not the reality of what can happen. And like part of what makes her an amazing mother is that she selflessly accepts that and doesn't hold it against us. But I do think it is like sad and painful at times that she wants to be closer, spend more time with us. And I say this to the caller to say like, your parents struggling, kind of what you're saying about your, your parents like struggling to figure out how to fill their days. Your parents going through something like sad or tough in proximity, in relationship to you and where you're living or what you're doing with your life does not mean you're doing something wrong. It's actually yeah. like a natural part of being a parent or being like being a mother or a father or whatever that they're going through that is very natural. And in fact, like it makes them good parents that they're not making you feel guilty, that they're being supportive. It's okay that they're struggling. This Like you're gonna struggle when you do this with your kids in however many years you do it. So it's like, I think it's just like, don't take that on. And I think that's the thing I struggle with sometimes is like, it, like you, or I don't struggle with it because I think my mom has been very good at communicating to us about it. But it is, yeah. it's just a reality of like, like unless your parent, you happen to be someone who like grew up in New York City and your parents live in New York City or like in a big city where you also like living, mm -hmm. great. But otherwise it just doesn't really work yeah. a lot of the time. I get that. Um, I know this is like cliche, but when I like look at photos of my dad, for example, or old like videos of me as a baby with him, my dad is obsessed with me as like, like me being young, me mm -hmm. as a toddler. He like sits in his room and watches videos of me as a baby. Oh my God, Just cute. crying like alone. I, I just, it's, he's very, very emotional about the fact that like, I'm his baby, like he's obsessed. Whereas my mom is like obsessed. She couldn't, she hated that when I was an infant cause I couldn't talk. She was like, oh, like I want her to be my friend already. I know, yeah, my mom yeah. is obsessed with the fact that I'm like an adult now and like loves having me as a friend, wants me to get older, wants us to be like great gardens, be adults together. Oh my, my dad is like, I want to hold her in my arms forever. Right. So, but I, whenever I think of that, I actually start sobbing and I feel extremely guilty. My for dad growing. for growing, <laughs> for like biologically growing and aging, and, and also like looking at pictures of my dad getting gray hair and whatever. I'm like, oh my god, he's getting older too. And like, I think of that song by Miley Cyrus and her father, and it's like a whole thing. How old are your parents? Early sixties. Okay. Oh my god, mom! I didn't say that. I didn't say that. I didn't say that. My mom is easily. I have no idea how old she is, but she's probably in her forties. Anyways, <laughs> my <laughs> she looks great. My um dad would never ever want me to spend a second of my life unhappy. That's how much he loves me. He's obsessed with me being happy. And he, as much as he wants me to be little, would literally, I think the thing that pains him most in life is the idea that I am unhappy or I am upset. Like yeah. he can't stand it. And that includes when I feel guilty about him. He would literally never, he wants me to follow my dreams. He wants me to do what I want to 100%. do, right? So my message to you is, in those moments that the guilt overwhelms you, A, set aside time to call them so that you feel it less. It will help you feel connected totally. to them. Ask them more questions about childhood. Like try to talk about other things rather than just talking about what you're doing all day. Like totally. get deeper than that. I try to talk to my parents about like more existential things, more things about the past rather than just focusing on like, ugh, what is the pile of work I have to do? Like what am I, what is my present and future? Because yeah. they know. So I just, I try to focus on them, ask them more questions, but my, you have to remember in that moment where you start to feel overwhelmed by guilt, would your dad like the what it looks like inside your head right now? Like, would your dad ever be yeah. happy with you? I'm assuming your parents care for you the same way that my parents care for me right. as any parent should. My dad would never want me to sit in and mope. Yeah. He's like always psyched about me 
going out on a Saturday night. He's very psyched about me socializing because he wants me to be happy. Does he wish that I would sit and watch fucking, I don't know, <laughs> Grateful Dead video concerts with him or something? Yes, but I won't. But he'd so much rather me be doing something that makes me happy, which is like going out with my friends. So- well, And I was gonna say an extension, I, my other thought, a piece of advice is also in those moments, Go out and do something in this that you love about the place you live because, like, remind yourself why you live there. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Like, invest in, like, being like, oh, yeah, I love living in New York because of X, Y, and Z reasons. Yeah. And that is, makes it worth it that I'm not that close, you know? Yeah. And do, and as I said, like, it really does, a little with parents goes a very long goes way. Goes a long way. My dad will, like, remember the one time that I sat down for, uh, like, what, a quarter of his football game with him or whatever the fuck <laughs> you call it, an inning? I don't know. Um, with him for like six months and like talk about it. You need to like, next time you're home or next time you're on the phone with them, try to like hit something that you know will like really last for them. Like totally. say like, you know, I was rewatching a video of us or I watched that movie that we watched together and then discuss like it. Make them dinner or make something. Make them dinner or like next time you're home, like sit and watch a movie that they wanna watch. I should take my own advice more. But like whenever I like tell my I mean, dad that too. I'm listening to his type of music or like, that I watch some movie that he loves. Like, I think it just, it really lets him know that I'm thinking about him, despite the fact that like, I won't take time out of every single day to call him. Right. And that is enough for him. And it is, it's gonna be enough for your parents, trust me. So the, a little with parents goes a long, totally. long way. You do not owe them a ton. No, should we do this last call? Yeah. <laughs> hey guys, I'm loving the podcast probably pod but um <laughs> i'm a high schooler and i've been talking to this guy for like on and off since like last prom and i'm we literally met obsessed with having a prom call one of our mutual friends like one of my close friends he she took him but she also took another guy and kind of like pushed him off to the side so we kind of did like the whole prom thing with like the dinner and the pictures and it was it was really nice and then we talked a little bit after that but then he started dating the girl and we cut it off and was like, okay, like I was fine with it. And then a few months later they broke up. And then just recently, maybe like two months ago, we started talking again and we've been talking for a while and he comes into my work before school. And I just think that's so sweet. And he comes to my classes during the day and he's just, the nicest little thing and he's just so perfect but like <laughs> apparently he's been also talking to like three other girls all that we're friends with and none of us knew because we like never talked about it which i think is kind of crazy crazy but and also apparently he has like a bi girl fetish because like we're all bi and i've like heard stuff but like I don't know. He's just the sweetest little thing. And I probably no, already know like what y'all are going to say, but like, <laughs> she knows. Help me out. Like, <laughs> I, and, like, I would not be opposed to you supporting me, but I know that's probably not going to happen. So. <laughs> I love her. <laughs> wait, I love her. Somebody DM me inside. Um, wait, can I read you the of course you DM? Can. It said, Definitely only enhances your other qualifications regarding my titties. You are great on Jake's podcast. Oh, yay. Thank you, Tom. I have a podcast. Thank you, Tom. Um, I love this caller. I love her. I love her. I love the high schoolers. Not in a creepy way. I am so happy that they're I'm high like, but it's just like crazy. Like high school. Like, I'm sorry. Like, you, 
just being like in high school and being like, I think he has a bi girl fetish. I'm like, okay, you the influence of euphoria is like I too know, much. It's like insane. Like fetishes at under 18. I'm like, damn, y'all, y'all are getting to it. Yeah. It, um I mean, I love that you know us and you know what we're gonna say, but like the thing is, it'd be one thing if you're like, I think this guy's hot and I wanna hook up with him, but he's talking to other girls, I'd be like, whatever. But like you literally are like, like I can hear on the call you being like, he's perfect. Like your feeties are kicking in the air behind you. Like you are mm -hmm. into it emotionally and he's, that's not what he's offering. Like clearly. Yeah. I Like, no, like, no, I don't support. I don't support. <laughs> I don't support. I, I love you and I want you to be happy. And for that reason, I say no, no. Yeah. You either need a John Tucker must die this hoe or you walk away and you form a little friend group with those girls that he's also talking to and you all hook up with each other. The yeah. Because you're all by. So. Yeah, I just like, look, it's he's not a bad guy. He's just a high school guy and you deserve a little bit better. And now is a great time to learn a lesson that all of us unfortunately learn a little bit later. But you have an opportunity to learn it now. I know you won't. You're definitely not going to listen to this advice. You're going to go ahead and that's fine. But I'm just saying you could raise your standards and be like, no, I deserve somebody's undivided attention. Is he capable of giving you that? He's a high school guy. Do I fault him for it? Mm. Not really. I mean, like the thing, this isn't like more, like no one's like really doing anything more. Yeah. Wrong. Nothing's nothing is really bad. It's just that you deserve better, but also you're in high school. If you want to just have fun and like make out, fine just know sure. you're probably gonna get hurt yeah and, you're, and this guy's gonna feel good and he's not gonna give a fuck that yeah and to you. give you a little more agency in this because we're, we're basically saying like, like there's no way you won't have feelings from him like let's take that away for a second like i guess like i would also say like next time he's flirting on you hard and you're flirting back joke about the fact that you know he's flirting with three other girls like play ball do you know what yes. i mean like don't hide that fact from him like if you're gonna i think if it's out in the open make it part of the conversation um i think give yourself agency in that you're there's no like with flirting and with, with this sort of stuff, I think we have these unspoken rules of engagement that aren't necessarily actually true, where it's like, it's like you can bring that that as like, you can bring that as intel to the, to the game and play ball with that. I think right. that's funny. You do not have to stop seeing him, but you also don't have to act. <laughs> <laughs> this, uh, the, we've been doing a lot of, if you're listening at home and haven't been watching this, this episode, um, we're doing a lot of prop work with the mics today. <laughs> okay, enough. <laughs> <laughs> anyway um if <laughs> what it's just funny okay you were saying if you what was i gonna say um oh yeah well that's great advice i think you need to <laughs> sit somewhere in between us like go somewhere in the middle you should not, I don't think that you should keep seeing him, but also I acknowledge that you're in high school and you're having a great time and you really don't need to like be girl bossing right now. So yeah. why not just like, just don't be naive about it though. Don't yeah. expect him to like, don't, don't think you're going to win against the other girls. Like do not think that he's going to pick you and that you are going, he's going to want to be exclusive with you and for, and let it all fall away that he's a player. He's, he's a player cause he's a high school boy and he's also proven himself to be a player. So that's what's gonna happen. So you're just gonna like be chill about it. You can keep hooking up with him, but just do not expect, don't allow him to say you're exclusive cause he'll cheat or he'll leave you if you're one of your friends. Yeah, and he's, stop fantasizing about him in a way that's not real. Like you're like, yeah. you let, you like the way you described him to us, you were like, he's perfect. He's da 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 da, he da, he's da 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 da. But, and then you revealed us to this, like the details that yeah. basically are incong incongruous with that, that you're kind of ignoring when you fantasize about him. He's not And it's perfect. like, you gotta view that, you gotta view him in the full complete real picture. Right, so think about him as a real person 
and who he really is and your infatuation will melt a little bit away and you need to sort of emotionally distance from hooking up with him. But I don't know how possible that is. This so high school sounds wild. Like your friend took two boys to prom. You're, you have a crush on a guy who has a bi girl fetish. Like, yeah, it's like this is kind of wild. It sounds like my high school, honestly. How mine was like that. I went to such a boring high school. I went to a very progressive. Have you ever seen the show Victorious? Um, I know what it was. I was like a little too old to watch it. But it was I, like based on my. No school. way. It was like very, very quirky, crazy. <laughs> type of school my um, my high school had this, like like a big rumor that would go around every year was like that someone had like fucked a farm animal like, was, like, a far, like that would be like well, a we had that in the frat in the greek uh scene at our school but it was true i think it was tr it was probably true of at least one of them in my high school yeah it was it was allegedly true about a certain frat with a certain animal Ugh, that sucks. I know. I Wait, that. we didn't play that game that we wanted to play. Wait, what? I actually don't know what you're talking Where about. Where we go through and we and we do our specific. Um, we describe our dream partner in, in detail. Oh wait, we didn't do that, but we don't have time to do that now. But we don't. No, I don't think I we, we have ten more minutes. Wait, hold on. But what I was gonna say? Well, I haven't thought about that. I don't have an answer for you. Okay. I'll think about it for the next episode. But wait, I updated my Hinge profile. The, I I took the two photos out you didn't like, what and I changed see? in. So tell me if you like the current photos. Oh wait, how do I get there? Here we go, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Okay, here's the current proof. I love that the first one is you recording the pod. I haven't changed the answers. So much better! Okay, great, okay, great. I heart bed -Stye. Yeah, Cute. Is that my, my Chinese restaurant? Wait, I want one of these stickers. Oh my God! Yeah, this is adorable. You holding a baby. Aww. I know. I thought I'd do a holding the baby one. Holding the baby is the best. Yeah, it's a very, it's my friend's baby. Really, really cute baby. We love the baby. You want to see me holding a baby? Yeah. Hold on. Okay, great. Talia approves my dating profile. I'm going to get married soon. Yeah, it's really cute. Jesus, look at this guy who just matched me. Woo! <laughs> Wait, he looks like you in a different dimension. He looks like he me looks like with like a TikTok like a filter. <laughs> yeah. Do you know like, what I mean? In like the Marvel multiverse or whatever. He looks, and he, can I tell you what I knew? Can I tell you what I knew? I was about to say it out loud and then I saw it and it's confirmed. What? What would you guess, what would you guess about this man based looking on his photo? That would be a reason I can't swipe right up. Hold on. Oh, what is this something about this man that is going to be true that means I cannot match with him? Based He's on related to you? No. It's, oh, I guess maybe because you're not on gay hinge like this. I, 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 I was like, wait, he's really hot. And then I thought about it for two more seconds and I knew it was going to be true. What? Moderate. No. Yep. I'm sorry. It's fine. He also, wait, doesn't live in New York City. Where is that? Worst. What does that say? It's always, oh, he's in Jersey. That's why oh. also. How far is Hoboken? Not far. You can date someone in Hoboken. Really? You can date someone in Hoboken. And once they get into like, if, it, if you could date someone in Hoboken or Jersey City for sure. Okay. Um, Cause you can take the path there, which is like truly not but that different. Like late night hook up with someone in Hoboken. I don't think the path runs all night. I don't like to not sleep at my own place. If you're willing to splurge on a car, because it's not that crazy of a drive. Okay. Because you can take the, the tunnel doesn't close, but the path train closes. Okay. I think. I've never hooked up with someone in Jersey City or Hoboken, but okay. I know you can. It's not like a Not that I have any prospects. It's just good to know. Um, I just, ugh, I'm, my life is so boring right now. Yeah. We're in cuffing season and it's kind of intense, I have to say. I don't want to get cuffed. You got cuffed. You literally just got cuffed at a bar. <laughs> um... What? 
Um, the other reason, okay, wait, this is the other reason I'm hesitant to play the game of describing the perfect man is because I don't have like one specific type. Like me there's either. a type of short guy that would make me go insane and there's a type of tall guy that would make me go insane and I don't have a preference. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I understand. Like I don't really know how I would pick. I have, I know there are certain things that I would see and be like, I can't do that. Um, like, like sometimes you, <laughs> do you know why like some, some, ooh, stutter. Um, do you know how some guys, it's like they're so hot, but then they have like the wrong kind of hands? No. I'm very, I'm very specific about hands. Why? What kind of hands do you like? It's really, uh, like, I'm going to show you, the next time I see a picture of a guy with really good hands, I'll send them to you. Like, strong fingers, but not like crazy. And like, the thumbs have to be like the right length compared to the rest of the fingers. And like, ideally, like, and there's like a palm to finger ratio that needs to happen. You know what I'm obsessed with on girls? I think they're so cute. Not in like a sexual way. I just think they're adorable. What? Little toe thumbs. Oh, like the stubby thumbs? Yeah. Wait, why have I never seen a guy with those? Can guys not have those? I Wait, I'm actually going to go. Megan but Fox they're has so those. they're so cute. Yeah, Megan Fox Wait, has them. Wait, can men have club thumbs? Can men have club thumbs? Because I'm realizing I know so many girls with club thumbs and I don't know a single guy. They're so cute. Wait, am I about to learn something about scientists? Or am I about to learn something about science? Oh, it is. Okay. It is an inherent trait that happens in women more often than men. Yeah. And is also called the murderer's thumb. Why is it called that? Why is it called that? I think they're so cute. I want them. Interesting. I don't want them. I like my thumbs. I don't, I don't have good hands, but I have good thumbs. You have good hands. Thanks. My, my knuckle cracked because the dry skin hurts so bad. Okay. And with that, this has been basic training. Okay. Let's be serious again. I'm going to yell at them at the beginning of the next episode again. Okay. We need you to rate and review for the love of God. Also, like, share to your Instagram stories and tag us with, like, a fun anecdote or something. Um, yeah, that's smart. Wait, actually, this would be fun. Hmm. Take selfies of yourself. I actually am serious about this. Take selfies of yourself listening to the podcast and tag us because I want to see what our listeners look like. We hear all the time, but I want to see pictures of the listeners. So take selfies. Okay. What if they're ugly? Ugh. Okay. <laughs> all right. Don't <laughs> kidding, tag Talia. Tag me. But I think that would be fun. Um, rate and review the podcast and then obviously most importantly call in with advice at the editor will cut this because I fucked up and it went away and now I have to pull it back up and it's coming and it's coming and it is here the number is 929-269-4960 love you bye